Welcome to Break Free from Binge Eating with me, Victoria. I'm so happy that you're here. If we haven't met yet, I just want you to know that I get you because I was you. I was stuck in the diet binge cycle and hating my body for over 20 years. I've overcome anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder, and I'm a domestic abuse survivor. Now that I'm free and happy from the inside out, I've dedicated my whole life to help other women feel the same. In this podcast, we're going to cover food and body freedom, self-love and personal development. And if you implement what you learn, you will be well on your way to healing your relationship with food and your body so that you can fall in love with yourself and your life. Ready? Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. I'm just adjusting my camera. For some reason, whenever I go live, it decides to like zoom in, which is weird, but there we go. So I'm back to going live, but also recording my podcast and YouTube episode at the same time, because I thought, well, you know, I can give extra value and be multitasking at the same time. So it's a winner winner. Um, Today, I would like to talk about how you can heal your relationship with exercise. So first of all, before I go into the nine tips and tricks that I have for you, thank you, Kirsten. Someone is commenting, a beautiful queen of mine. Not mine, because I don't own her, right? Saying that I look beautiful today. Thank you. Um, But before I go into giving you nine steps or tricks or tips, however you want to call them, Um, how to heal your relationship with exercise, I want to first share a little bit about my experience so you know where I'm coming from. Back in the day, when I say back in the day, it sounds like I'm like super old and I'm actually not. I'm 33, literally feel like 21 and I actually forget how old I am most of the time. Um, I So this was about mm, three, four, five years ago. I started the gym about five years ago and I became obsessed with the results. I was getting external validation. My body was really muscly. I'd lost loads of body fat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I became obsessed. And then with the obsession of my appearance from the gym, I started working out and it was not from a place of love. It was not from a place of like wanting to move my body. It was from a place of like having to purge in respect to what I'd eaten the day before. It was having to like use exercise as a punishment or and trying to manipulate my body into something that I, into my goal, into something that I was always seeking, right? So I've been there and I've had such a terrible relationship with exercise to the point where I went on a girl's holiday once, the first girl's holiday I've ever been on and the last one that I've ever been on actually. And I think our flight was at six in the morning or something like that. I got up at like three o'clock in the morning to do a 10K run before we flew. Like what the actual, just so I could get some exercise in. That's not a normal relationship with exercise, right? So my next question to you is how do you know if you have a healthy or a toxic relationship with exercise? The simplest way to determine this is how does it make you feel? So when you're about to exercise, I'm going to go into like a little bit of resistance from a positive place in a moment. But in general, 
how does it make you feel? Do you kind of like, oh my gosh, I, this is going to be so hard. I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm going to feel exhausted. Are you thinking things like, well, I've got to exercise because I ate X, Y, and Z last night, or I've got to exercise because I need to lose this weight for my goal, right? So how does that make you feel? When you go to exercise, does it make you feel excited, expanded, expanded, or does it make you feel like contracted and kind of like, ugh, energy? All right, so I'm going to give you nine tips or tricks to, to help you heal your relationship with exercise. I'm just reading Kirsten's comment. We will have a girl's holiday. Like I don't drink, so I'll be that the one looking after everybody. <laughs> oh my gosh, I cannot wait. As long as I can wear trainers when we go out dancing because I do not do heels at all. Thank you, Mike. You rock too. Okay, I, I actually really miss doing these lives. So I'm going to be doing them every week now. Okay, number one, right, to heal your relationship with exercise is to choose positive self-discipline always. I actually did an um, episode specifically about this. It was either last week or the week before. It's called positive self-discipline, so check it out. What do I mean by this? It goes back to, again, how and why, that magic word, why are you exercising? It, are you exercising because you actually want to move your body because it feels good? Or are you exercising because you feel like you need to because of what you ate at the weekend? Or you feel like you need to because you need to fit into your dress by whatever date, right? It's all about the why. And when we talk about positive self-discipline, not gonna lie, some days, you know, you, my alarm goes off and then I'm like, oh no, like I really can't be bothered to do my workout this morning. But then I connect back with myself, right? And I'm like, okay, is this coming from a place of like, I actually really need to rest because I'm sore? Or is it coming from a place of like, I just need to get my ass out of bed and exercise because I'm being a little bit lazy and I'll feel so much better afterwards. So do the pros outweigh the cons of the reason why you're doing that exercise or body movement, right? So if you're wanting to exercise to like quote burn calories, I hate to break it to you, but it actually doesn't work like that in the way you think it does. Because when we exercise, yes, we burn calories. Everybody is different depending on your genetics, um, how fit you are now, how your body metabolizes and actually works from the inside and we're all different. And it all comes down to exercise compared to like general body movement. So if you're exercising to only specifically burn calories, it's not going to work in that way. One, I hate calories. I don't talk about them anyway. I don't, we don't do that thing in, in, this, in this environment. But if you think about it, when you've exercised, your body's hungrier, right? So you will find that the, when you ex the days you exercise, you're naturally more hungry than the days you don't exercise. And that's a beautiful thing because your body is like, okay, hey, I need more calories, I need more nutrients because I've like moved more today. And I actually used to um, exercise on purpose on my, quote, cheat days, which are way behind me now just so I would be hungrier because I always get hungrier when I exercise so it's actually counterproductive if you're like only exercising to lose weight 
or to burn calories, it's not working because if you're honoring your body's hunger, which you should always do, then you're gonna be hungry anyway. So I have a great question. Oh my gosh, this is such a powerful question. Are you ready? Okay, if your body was to never ever change from this point on, no matter what exercise you did, would you still do your exercise that you're doing right now? So let's say, let's say tomorrow morning your alarm goes off and you ask yourself this question, if my body would never change from doing what I'm just about to do, would I still do the exercise? And that wait, the reason that's such a powerful exercise, um, exercise in my brain, such a powerful question is because the reason for exercising the most helpful way, I don't like to use the word should, is because you want to do it because it makes you feel good, not because you feel like you need to or you have to in order to reach X, Y, and Z or to burn X, Y, and Z, okay? So that's a huge, huge thing. Like, would you do the exercise even if your body never would never change? Okay, so that's tip number one, like finding out why you want to exercise in the first place. Like, what's your motivation behind that? Always choose positive self-discipline. Okay, tip number two, short and sweet, change your language. If you've followed me for a while, you hear me bang on about food language all the time. For example, junk food is processed food. It's not junk, the fact is it's processed. So processed is a neutral word. It's not good or bad, apart from the conditioning and the meaning that you, that you slash we put to it from conditioning. It's not junk food, it's processed food. It's not good or bad, it's just food, right? The same with exercise. It's really helpful to like swap the word exercise or working out especially, because if you think of the word working out, the word work, I don't know where the word out comes from, I can't really bring that into my conversation right now, but the word work, it's in general, it's like work, you know, I've got to work, it's like a negative word. So how about changing your language around exercise to body movement so it doesn't even have to be exercise it can purely be body movement right so that was a short and sweet um tip number two just notice the language that you're using change it to body movement feels a lot softer a lot more loving and tip number three is find out what you actually enjoy to do right what body movement actually makes you feel good maybe it was something from childhood like when I <laughs> this is funny when I first moved to the Netherlands which was I think it's like three years ago now that's crazy um I wanted to start my love for gymnastics I wanted to spark that up again because I was a gymnast for many years and did all the competitions and things and I was like yeah I want to do that again so I actually started gymnastics couldn't speak the language, was so embarrassing the first time I went by myself, um, I had a hole in my leggings right on the crutch area <laughs> and I was like, hi, I'm English and I have a hole on my leggings just putting it out there so, you know, I actually, that was a form of self-protection because I put it out there so that no one would talk about me behind my back, right, so that's another thing altogether. But I started gymnastics and I really, really loved it. I don't do it anymore because I think my joints are just like, Vic, no, do not do that anymore. But the point I'm getting at is like, what did you used to do as a child or as a teenager or at school or whatever that you loved to do? 
and why are you not doing that now? Maybe it was dancing. I don't know, what else could it be? Badminton. In fact, I used to love badminton. Maybe I'll start badminton again. But can you see where I'm getting at? Like if you can bring in pure fun and enjoyment into body movement, you're more likely to want to do it because body movement is great. It's really healthy. I'll always advocate body movement, but it's the why and it's the having fun whilst you're doing it. So tip number four is to connect to gratitude. And again, that word fun, right? Even if you can't do something or you suck at something, like when I first started lifting weights, um, I was a completely different person to what I am right now. And I couldn't do a lot of the stuff. And oh my God, I'm missing all these comments. Sorry, Kirsten, I'll have to catch up, but I will catch up. Um, when I started lifting weights, I couldn't do, get the form right. I used to get really frustrated. I felt like a loser. I felt like a beginner because guess what? I was a beginner. And the, the beautiful thing about that is that we've all got to start somewhere. So be prepared to suck and just be grateful that your body can actually move. You know, if you're starting running and you've never ran before, I remember the first time I ever ran, I was really fit in the gym. I was doing like burpees, squat jumps, all these high intensity interval training classes. But when my mum asked me to go for a jog with her one day, I was like, yeah, be easy. Oh my gosh, I couldn't even literally run from one lamppost to the other because it's different kind of fitness. So then um, me being me back then, I got annoyed that I actually couldn't run. And so I took it upon myself to then run the fastest 10K like that is practically possible for a woman. And although I didn't obviously break the record, um, I was doing, I mean, I'm not going to bring numbers into it because it can trigger some people, but I got, I was really fast. But the point is I started somewhere. I didn't really enjoy it, so I wouldn't do that now. This was the, the old me. But the point is you start somewhere and if you can make it fun and be grateful for what your body can do, you know, there's loads of people out there that actually can't even walk, let alone run, you know? So when you're running and you're out of breath and you can feel the negativity coming up in your head, like first of all, stop and celebrate yourself for what you're actually doing and then connect to gratitude. Like, you know, so, so many people would love to be doing what I'm doing right now. So the tip number four is to connect with gratitude and have fun. And the tip number five, it's quite a short and sweet one again, like number two was, can you do your body movement with friends? Like I'm part of Bella's, if Bella's, I'm not sure if Bella's watching, I know Kirsten is too. Bella has an amazing online community and she does live workouts, right? So in this time of recording, it's Corona. So unfortunately we can't be together. Well, I can't, I'm in the Netherlands there in England anyway. Bit of a um, long trek to go to an exercise class like five days a week, right? Um, but if you can connect with other like-minded women or other like-minded people that can encourage you and support you and like, you know, when she's doing the Instagram live, we're like um, typing in between when we're resting and it's just like, getting connected with others, having a laugh, and you're more likely to do it, especially if it's fun for you, right? So tip number five is, can you do it with somebody, with a friend? Maybe like if you wanna take up dancing, again, because of the corona situation, probably you can't do it like physically, but can you join like an online dance group and then do it at home, but together? There's something so special about community. Okay, number six, 
is if you've never like exercised or worked out or let's use the, the proper language moved your body before consistently then start slow but also if you're a fitness fanatic like I used to be and you struggle in the diet binge cycle or you just use exercise as a form of like self-punishment or purging or calorie burning or like a, this masculine negative self-discipline then actually take a break. So if you're new to it, start slow. If you're quite old to this, and like I say, you're kind of obsessed with it, take a break. And I know that is like the hardest thing for you to hear right now, because I've been there. I would have probably wanted to hit somebody if they said to me, well, just take a break from the gym. I would have been like, have you even just spoke English to me right now? <laughs> but, but seriously, just take a break and be kind to yourself. So start slow or take a break if you're doing too much. All right, where are we? What number are we on? Number seven. Number seven is celebrate your tiny little victories. This doesn't just have to be with working out. I keep using the word working out when I've just recommended we use the word body movement. Okay, even with body movement, like going for a nice walk even, you know, walking is amazing. I love to walk. Even if you're like doing 10 minutes of hit because that's all you can fit into your day, right? Celebrate the fuck out of yourself, excuse my language, because every little celebration we make towards ourselves, like every encouragement that we make helps us to continue the journey that we're on, right? If you think of a child, when a child is doing something right, it's all wrong even, if we use positive reinforcement, you know, like say if they've done like five things wrong and one thing right, I'm not a mum, so I'm, you know, I'm not speaking from experience, I'm speaking from common sense and just how I've spoke to myself, that works. If we're celebrating what we've done right, you know, we can learn from the things we've not done so well, but if we're not choosing to celebrate and actually take the time to be like, no, you know what, good job, like to yourself, then we're never gonna keep striving forward because we're not getting the recognition from ourselves, which is the most important place to get recognition from, by the way, is yourself. Celebrate yourself with every little thing, even if, like I say, you get up and you do five minutes of something, of body movement, because it makes you feel good. Don't think, oh, well, I should have done half an hour instead. Think, do you know what? I've done five minutes. So it's, it's high standards low expectations, which I'm coming, that's tip number nine, I've already jumped ahead. So take, um, celebrate your victories. All right, number eight, this is really, really important, is take rest days. It can be really, really easy to keep carrying on, like, you know, I wanna do six days a week or even seven days a week body movement. Listen to your body. If your body needs a break, let her have a break because actually if we're not taking time to rest we don't we don't recover as well we don't feel great because our central nervous system is is under pressure if you wear like a heart rate monitor or anything like that i mean i sold my fitbit a long time ago because i was a slave to it right so i don't wear anything anymore um but if you do wear something that tracks your heart rate you will notice the more tired you are or the more you work out or the more you move your body if you're not rested your heart rate will be one or two beats higher at resting heart rate and then i guarantee you you take one or two days off to recover to rest and recover and then your heart rate will go back down
down to your typical standard heart, your standard rested heartbeat, right? So that just shows like your heartbeat is, and, and your temperature is the same. Your temperature will be very slightly elevated if you need to rest. So, you know, you don't have to use gadgets to see if you need to have a rest day or not, right? You just need to check in with yourself and be like, okay, what do you need today? Do you need body movement or do you need to rest? And it's okay if you need to rest for like a couple of weeks, as long as you're checking in with yourself and being true to you and listening to the most wisest thing on this whole entire planet, and that is your body, okay? Okay, the last but not least, number nine, to how to heal your relationship with exercise, is don't be so freaking hard on yourself. If you miss, you know, a, a gym class or a run, and you know you missed it because you were just being lazy and you couldn't be bothered, right? That's okay. This isn't a free pass to just do F all and just sit on the sofa all day and just moan about it, right? It's all about positive self-discipline, but actually it's also about that, that magic um, phrase that I just said earlier, high standards, low expectations. Do your best. And if sometimes you don't cut it, then no big deal. Like there's more to life and beating yourself up over something that you really wanted to do and then you didn't do it. So again, it's not a free pass to do at all, but just give yourself a break. So I hoped those have helped, those tips, nine tips to heal your relationship with exercise. And you know what? The theme of all of the tips I've given you is checking in with yourself. So like checking in with your body Instead of looking at an, an exercise plan or a diet plan or asking someone else's advice, advice is great from someone that who you trust, who you want to become like, not become, not in the comparison way, because comparison is the thief of joy. Even comparing yourself to your old self is completely the thief of joy. So just be in the here, be in the now and check in with yourself because that's all you need to do. And if you are struggling with your relationship with food and your relationship with exercise, I would love, love, love to have you in my free Facebook group. If you're not in it already, come and hang out with us. It's it's in my um, link on my Facebook page, but it's called, oh my gosh, what is it called? Food and Body Freedom Queendom. So we're all queens in there, but I would love to have you in there. It's all free. I go live every week. I ask, answer all of your questions. I'm always posting super valuable content in there to help you heal your relationship with food and exercise and your body. And it's all about self-love and all the juicy things. So come hang out with us if you're not already. I will see you next week. Kirsten, thank you for watching all the way to the end. And I love you all. Mwah. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. I would love to ask you a little favor that will literally take you probably one minute. Can you do that for me? Okay, it is to rate and review this podcast. And the reason I'm asking you is because if you do this for me, it will enable me to reach more women so I can help them and spread the message around the world of self-love, food and body freedom, which is much needed. So again, thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, by the way, please screenshot it and tag me on social media on Instagram at Victoria Kleinsman and on Facebook, it's Victoria Kleinsman. Okay, have an amazing day. Sending you lots of love.